0: Hey everybody, it's Paul here from RTB, and uh, today I have Ed Chatterton from Inspector Ed Home Inspections. Ed uh, is an entrepreneur and also has a full-time guy, so this is more of a Side hustle that he's built into a very, very robust business. Ed's going to tell us more about his business and how he's making it grow through what we look at, like I said, the pillars of business, people, process, and the profits in any business. So, Ed, tell us about your business and who you are, where you're from.
1: Hey, Paul. Uh, Thanks for having me today or this evening. Um, Ed Chatterton, I'm a New York State home inspector. Uh, I have my own company, Inspector Ed Home Inspections. Started it about 10 and a little over 10 years ago. Started it as something small as maybe I would do on a weekend here and there. And over the last 10 years, each year has been progressing a little bit further and a little bit more and a little bit more. I had a small goal like one every two months back in the day. And now it's approaching to the point that it's almost at least one a week. or if not a a complete inspection, it's at least a phone call of a potential lead for an inspection at some point. Um, And slowly using Facebook marketplace to uh, advertise and do some other stuff and trying to build the business a little bit more and maybe with your help build it even better. That's the goal.
0: So um, you've been in business 10 years now and how are you building your business So so home inspection is, uh, you need to have a certification. Not just anybody can do it, right? You need to have... an Yeah, I'm New
1: York State licensed. Um, I also have uh, my termite license to inspect four termites at the same time, which is very important because in order to get a mortgage, uh, you most times need a termite inspection. So in order to make the process smooth and easy for the current person selling the house and the person buying it, I'm able to perform that act at the same time. I don't treat foot termites, uh, but at the same time, I'm able to perform that uh, at the same time. Right,
0: so, you know, if someone wanted to do this, it's not like, hey, I want to be a home inspector. You have to go through school and training to get it. And I think another skill is to have attention to detail, right, because that's, like, you see little things that most people miss.
1: Yeah, and it's, a lot of it is experience. I grew up in a very hands-on experience. My dad was an engineer. We'd be talking about motors or pumps during dinners and stuff like that. It was a very common place in my house with my brothers. Um, Just in the last two months, I had a very nice guy. The first house that he was looking at, the house ended up being a total money pit. And he said to his wife, as he's on the way to inspection, he goes, "Hun, this is a great gig. If I could do one of these a week, we'd be great. As I'm on the top of the roof talking to him, I'm like, Oh, you want to come up? He goes, No, 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 I'm good. I'm not coming up there. <laughs> you know, towards the end, he's, I have to go in the crawl space. I come out of the crawl space. I got cobwebs all over my hair. I'm like, It's your turn to go in. He's like, oh, No, 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 no. It's okay. Yeah. And the second the inspection came, he ended up showing up with a t shirt that said, Inspector Ed's assistant. Flashlight holding, and that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I mean, it takes a certain person to go into those some of those houses. Like, I, I give you a lot of credit because I don't know. I mean, I've been in some bad places, but I don't know if I <laughs> want to go under someone's house and you know all the you know the spiders and whatever. And I just
1: when you see the raccoon eyes looking at you, that's when it gets scary. Especially <laughs> if
0: you're not carrying if
1: you're not carrying a weapon. I mean, that's you probably. open up the attic hatch and you see two eyes at you. You quickly drop yeah. it. <laughs> oh it's good, it's good, it's
0: good. Um, so you know, right now you said you're doing four four a month, right?
1: Um on average I'm trying to get at least that in uh, different phone calls and different things. Um I have two scheduled right now for this Sunday coming up. Uh every week is different. That's uh as with the market. And everything is, they needed the inspection yesterday, so it's of course, of course, yeah. a lot, a lot fit, fitting in, and people are very nervous, and the real estate agents put so much pressure on the people. Oh, you need an inspection now? Someone's going to overbid you. In today's market, somebody is overbidding you. And if you're not getting in enough time, you might lose that house. So right. there's big pressure, like, can you, can you come tomorrow? I've had inspe- ins- people call at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Can you, can you be there at 6? It's not always possible to be there on that uh, short time, but working with clients to try and find a time that works good for everybody is definitely an issue sometimes because it involves the realtor, the homeowner, the person buying and my schedule uh, Mm -hmm. to try and find a time that works out.
0: What do you think your critical mass is to get where you would do this every day? Could you do one every day? easily, one to two every day?
1: If in due time, maybe I would reach that point. Right now, I, in my, forefose- um, my foresight, I don't see it coming that quickly to me. It's taking a lot of time to get here and I'm in no rush to cut any corners no. to sell myself out. I wanna do a good job every time. Is it is, good.
0: is it is it automated at all? Can you automate it? Like, is there like, you know, I know there's a lot of pictures that to be taken and documentation and things like that, but is there a way that you could, say, have a template built where you say, attic pictures, boom, 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 and it goes into like a, a separate box and then you can put notes in there. And- yeah,
1: yes, Right. right now I use a software and on that software it does put the pictures into the categories that I need, roof, exterior, basement boiler and therefore and i can at least put the pictures into the areas that i need and then from there when i get home i'm able to add the comments accordingly a lot of most of my report is based on the pictures that i i wrote uh, i've taken during the inspection and some comments end up happening all the time your downspouts are not extended away from the, the house That happens all the time, but that's a major cause of foundation
0: Yeah, foundation issues,
1: yeah. Your gutters are overflown, uh, flooded with leaves. You have to clean your gutters. Uh, Small, and especially when somebody's selling the house, they start to do less maintenance. About six to eight months before they start to say, hey, I'm gonna put this house to the market. They start to go, oh, not my problem. It's gonna be the next guy's problem. It's gonna be my problem. And sometimes people let way too much stuff go where they're hoping to, Oh well, I'm going to make all this money. I only paid two hundred thousand for this house, and I'm going to sell it for six. So it doesn't matter to me if I lose a little bit, and they just slowly let uh, parts of the house go. It makes it a little difficult for the new owner when they're coming in.
0: I look at it the other way because I've gone through a couple sales, and I'm like, I'd rather have it perfect, make every penny I can on it, and and not have to worry about it, like, oh, here's some leverage for you in the negotiation. No, this house is perfect. You need to take it now.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, so you, you meet all different types of people. For sure. I, I've had inspections where I've come in, got completely changed down to my underwear in order to come in the house because the inspection was that gross. Oh. Uh, put the clothes in the garbage bag and throw them away. Like that, it's to that, to Hun, these people are putting you a run for the money. Their house is really clean.
0: Yeah, so you're dealing with people on a regular basis, and it's it's multiple tiers, right? It's not just the real estate agent. It's the, the homeowner and the home buyer. So you have three different people you have to deal with.
1: Yeah, and the real estate agent is always pushing, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. But The selling
0: they, agent, then you have the buying agent who's looking out for the other. So you really have four people that you're working with sometimes.
1: And it, sometimes it becomes very difficult trying to not overemphasize a problem or not underemphasize a problem to try and not have people upset at the time of the inspection. In the report, the report is the facts, the education, telling the people this is the problem and how sometimes how to fix it during the inspection I'm able to go over. Simple things like shut off your water valves in the winter. We're up north. People don't even know that you have to shut your hose off during the winter time. So those type of things, definitely uh, spending the time with the client to teach them. A lot of people in New York, that's where I am. A lot of people have lived in an apartment and never lived in a house. They have no idea about any of the aspects of what goes into owning a house. So what do you
0: think are some keys for someone who would want to do this business and dealing with these multiple avenues and personalities? What are some of the things that you do? Give me a couple,
1: two or three key things that you do I, a lot of times, uh, I try and describe every, every house, right, right off the bat, I get a phone call from somebody and they I ask them about the house, is it a single family, two family, multi-family? Um, I've done a penthouse on 42nd Street in Manhattan to all the way out on the island. But you need to know what type of house it is and find out is it their first purchase, the second purchase, is it an investment purchase? If it's their first purchase, you have to prepare them. They're spending in New York probably a half a million dollars for a fixer-upper. That's probably most of their savings, so you spend a little time going through. So I've been told I'm very thorough and try and make people very comfortable in knowing what's coming up in the future. So you manage expectations. Number one, you manage expectations. Yeah, I I guess I never thought of it like that. I definitely would be managing the expectations because some people expect you to be Superman and see behind the walls. Uh, It's more like you're buying a used car. You're not, no, <laughs> Inspector. I ain't that good, <laughs> thank you, boy. But um, in the end, it's like buying a used car. You're, I am the car mechanic that you're putting in trust to say, I'm going to put my family in this. Uh, is this safe for me to go, or is this a, a, a car that you're using just for work, or sure. is it a car that you're going to have your family in? Some, you're a single guy. You might not mind that all the windows need to be replaced. You have an air conditioner, you're not going to be turning it on. You have a family and you have broken windows. That's going to be an issue that's going to cost you a lot more down the road.
0: Right. Um, so and- that's number one, manage expectations. What, what do you think is another key, key tool that you've done with managing the people side?
1: Um, taking the time to spend with them uh, even after the inspection. I have people that still sometimes will fall months, even years after, and say, Ed, I ran into this problem with this contractor. What do you think? Try, trying to be there as a support, as a, a support, an area for support.
0: So Ed, you're adding value in a different way.
1: Yes. I I've I got them calls that my boiler isn't working. Ed, what would you do in this scenario to my roof is leaking? To the smallest little things. And sometimes I'm actually over the, able to, over the phone, help steer them in the right direction. Sometimes the boiler's not working because somebody shut the switch off at the top of the stairs. Right. little help it can
0: help out. All right, and anything else that you could suggest to other people?
1: Um, be, be active online. I, I find a member of a, one of the home inspection associations and online people post tons of stuff on Facebook. There's a group for almost everything. Right. Groups, everything. And being part of the group, if you're active, Somebody's posting a question that more than likely you're going to run into, and by you being active in it, it really helps because they're seeing something that you maybe you haven't seen, um, and maybe sometimes they're there to help you when there's something that you already know about that's more common that you see, where they may not have seen it. So being being active in uh, the community of the uh, online is very beneficial to learning and solving some of the problems that uh, you run into in an inspection.
0: Is that how you're building your business the most? Is it all word of mouth? Are you going out networking or is it all like through these? I mean, are you just dropping cards off at uh, right, right. real estate agents or what, what are you doing?
1: Right now, I, I get a lot from word of mouth and referrals. Um, I get a couple lawyers. Uh, I get a re- referrals from mortgage companies couple from real estates and stuff like that lately I've been trying to build my online presence um, trying to get my Google reviews up for many years I never even paid attention to that but now with Amazon it's the same as Amazon if you have no reviews very likely that no one's buying your product Mm -hmm. uh, I've been reaching out to customers that I've had that I'm friendly with and say hey you said you'd leave me a review would you mind and it's helping out Um, slowly people a lot of people say oh, I'll get to it but they don't realize that how important that is to a small business that <laughs> review can make you go so much further like I'm probably approaching like the top 10 in my area just in reviews um, I started looking I said man I'm only like 10 or 15 away from the person right above me I could get that let me let me call some of the people that made promises to say so I started with a little bit of follow-up I actually started this week and it's starting an to increase Today I actually got a phone call, and I said, "Oh, and well, how did you do for, uh, hear about my company?" And she's like, "Oh, on the internet." So my okay. internet presence is slowly creeping up, and I'm paying a company for a little bit increased SEO uh, and uh, website maintenance. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying, and then you have the Instagram and Facebook uh, ads. And then are them. you do, are
0: you are you spending? How much are you spending on those to grow to grow your business?
1: Five ten bucks, so uh, not much. just per post. Per post, I I did one today for five dollars. Um, I tr- I just try not to have it as the same content all the time. Some interesting things. Do you suggest I should be doing a higher volume?
0: But no, I, I would say that <clears throat> you do a more targeted, um, a more targeted audience. So I would. There's a there's a way to go through Facebook or the the business manager or manage ads in in the uh, in Facebook
1: and for Instagram, where you can pick your audience. So you I can, saw
0: that.
1: Huh? I, I always went with the one whatever they highlighted. Yeah, oh, okay.
0: the lowest number of people that you can reach. Now you need to reach new people, right? Mm-hmm. New real estate agents, new contractors, or you know, not contractors uh, and new homeowners. So you can look up. Um someone who's a real estate broker, real estate agent um, or and then our interest in buying a house or selling a house and you can actually dig in that deep and get those demo, those demographics that's the, you know, everybody's upset about Facebook. well we've been giving away our information for free for years. why are you complaining? now people are using it well that's what that's what happens, right? So you know, people will learn how to to, to manage the game and own the game and that's what they're doing and people are getting upset about it, but that's that's the way it is. I mean, that's the nature of the business. Um, and the same thing for Instagram as well. Like You can dig in that deep and find out what they're interested in if you hashtag correctly, right? Hashtags will, people follow certain tags. Um, so you could type, you know, you could do, like if you go on your phone right now, Instagram, go to uh, tags, and type in real estate broker or real estate agent.
1: Yeah, a lot of things come up
0: it'll tell you who the top ones are. And mm-hmm. it should say like a number of, of uh, posts in that hashtag. And okay. then you know that's how much volume people are looking at that hashtag and are following it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that might not all be in your area, but at the end of the day, it's, does it matter? I mean, you're really just putting the word up and you're building your brand. People are gonna start following you and you could be not only an inspector but a resource of people who want to do this maybe not in your area maybe there's a guy out in in kansas who wants to do this and you can say yeah if you want to start this business i can help you get it started up you know i'll tell you how i did it and you know this is my fee for helping you and giving you getting you off the ground and giving you some insight right so you can also be a, a side consultant for that i mean there's another opportunity another revenue stream to possibly do that because obviously you've been doing this for 10 years you're an expert you know you you have to be um, and you're growing your business from doing it yes so that's
1: something I was just yeah, I, I have to look into that hashtags because I normally just do one or two what hashtagging myself maybe real estate uh, and I, I, I definitely need to look into what hashtags and when I'm supposed to be posting and so
0: you should you should look at the top 10 hashtags that would be in your target market and or demographic that you're going after. So uh, for you, I would say real estate, real estate broker, real estate agent. Zillow um, or something like that. Huh?
1: Zillow maybe?
0: Um, no, no, but you can look and just look for different ones that you would think would be, well, home inspect, great or, you know, home inspections or um, you know something like that. And, and look for those top, Ten in that kind of demographic of people you're looking for. So you're basically looking for maybe uh, home, in, you know, investors, people who are investing into homes, and they need to mortgage company. Have, yeah, more all oh, mortgage companies where you get some of your leads to right lawyers, mm-hmm. um, and you could say like real estate lawyer, mm-hmm. hashtag real estate lawyer. Yeah, that might be very good. I, I would take those ten, write them down. Put them in a in a google note or in a note in your phone and then copy and paste them every time that you put something out there
1: that's a good idea i, I know
0: that's one way road. of creating a test every time so say you do five in a row with the same 10 hashtags and the next time you change it up and add two two different ones and replace two other ones and see which is getting the most volume and how you get it like so it's a, it's a test a compare and contrast how,
1: how often do you think i should be posting something?
0: So, you know the, the every, everybody says every you. hour. <laughs> you should post uh, every day at the minimum.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Um, okay. I'm not doing it every day. I'm trying every day. Um, you. Uh, I
1: and just you want to make sure I have good do... content, so I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can do every day. I don't know if I have enough. Well, you actually have a fair
0: amount. If you do an inspection, what you say you do four, uh, four, four months. months.
1: Let's just say four
0: months. Let's say you do four months. Every one. You could record a a quick video snip like, "Hey guys, something to look out for in your house." So you're adding value to homeowners. You're Mm -hmm. showing that you're an expert. Hey, this is what termite damage looks like from an inspector's point of view. Obviously, if you're not an inspector, get you know get an opinion from a home inspector. Or this is what old pipes. If you have old pipes like this, old lead pipes in your house, you should really talk to a plumber about getting them removed. It's going to cost you more in the long run. You know, or do you have this old wiring with the couple with the paper, you know, on top of it something like that. or do you have an old fuse box, you know, things like that that you're seeing in these disasters like, um, you know, do you have do you see this line in, on the concrete in your uh, on your foundation, this is a sign of water damage, you know, yeah. or, you know, stuff like that, like, hey, your spouse should be out here, if you mm-hmm. haven't done it yet. Get this tool or get this little thing you can put um, behind it to push it out farther away, you know, or get get an extra downspout from your local hardware store. Those things are huge. And they don't have to do more than 30 seconds. 30 minute, okay. right? I mean, you know, those people don't have the attention span, right? And you can put it in Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't have the attention span to do much more than that. And Instagram stories is pretty powerful. And then if you get good enough you can get the swipe up where you say to learn more about my services or to book me for an inspection swipe up
1: right i should really look into my online marketing and really learn how to to really take advantage of it
0: yeah i mean because it really if you're not out there going to brokers to their offices or networking on a regular basis your only tool for you as an individual solopreneur is to, or you know, sole proprietor is to do it through online. And it's the least expensive way for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Is boosting your post every time a good idea if you're not targeting the right people? No. But if you're, does, putting out, I was thinking, you're putting it out like, there, you're building a brand, but it's taking a lot longer than you want. You want the people who are gonna use you as a service their eyes on it not just your friends
1: <laughs> gotcha yeah so
0: you know because they have a way like everyone who's liked your page great they like me already i need more people to like me and know who i am or you can put um people who are real estate agents brokers uh real estate lawyers you know yeah. owners of a business uh you know buying a Home. and now you have a more target a target area and it's just for for nassau county or for queens and brooklyn yeah. and You know the five boroughs uh you know let's say that's your catchment area
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: i would also research
1: all of your competition in the area Mm -hmm. that that's what i started looking and i said oh wow you have 42 reviews i'm at 31 reviews today i hit 42 reviews
0: what are they doing different from you online compared to what you are that's another thing right i mean most people don't do this they say i know my competition you know Joe Smith, he's a, he's a shyster or, you know, he's, he's not a good guy or not a good person, whatever. And at the end of the day, you need to see what's differentiating them from you.
1: Yeah. What are they looked.
0: offering that you're not?
1: I, I I haven't looked at any of my competitors. I've been uh, swimming by myself and really didn't think about the other people swimming.
0: Yeah. And then, um, so that's, that's the, the people side of it, right? Process side for you, I think, is is pretty pretty difficult unless you have a way to automate it, which you're already starting to do,
1: right? There's auto comments that I I don't I don't have enough of them in yet. Uh and but part of the problem with people say, oh, auto comments, auto comments. It doesn't always work out because every house is a little bit different. No, very few houses are the same with the same same issues that show up. Uh, some of them are common, grading and smoke detectors and stuff. Those are standards, but there's you you don't expect some of the stuff that you see. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff you don't believe that you're seeing it. Um, right. So you know that might not be get more easy. automated with my auto comments that will increase my speed, which therefore right. can then you could do more. Right. And then at that point, it's like okay. You need to figure out your critical
0: mass of where, how many you could do, and you need to do it, you know, to make it all the time. Hope to make it all the time. Right, and then figure out that number. Right. So there's a number in your head that you need to bring home.
1: How many inspections I would need? To how
0: do. many inspections that is? So divide that by your average. It's called ASP or average sales price. Okay. Let's your average inspection is—I'm going to use a round number to make it easy—a thousand dollars. Okay. Right. How many of those do you need to do a year to equal and go above the number that you're doing now to, to what you're bringing home now? Right. Then let's say you brought on an assistant, or a, a, I would even call it even like um, not an assistant, but like uh apprentice. Mm-hmm. Right, where you you could almost help them get to the point where they're ready to certify, bring them on. You have a book of business. All you're doing is you're paying them a piece of every inspection. Yeah. And it's almost like a, a low cost commission plan for them to, to help. Now, if they bring in new business, it's a different story. You pay them a little bit higher, right? Let's say in the $1,000 inspection, you would keep, um, uh, let's say, a third of it or half of it, the other half goes to, to them for mm-hmm. doing the inspection. If they bring in the business, you keep only a third. Just an example, right? Okay. They would get 70%, you would get 30%, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, stuff like that can de- definitely potentially work. Um, I've, I've helped out a couple of different startup inspectors in the past um, through the online that they've reached out and they were a little unsure about starting up they had their license and I was able to, even though I didn't know them, but they were part of the association. I said, if you want to go for a ride along, I was able to take them along. And they appreciated the time to really see how to handle the client, how to pinpoint some things that you don't read in the textbook. Some of the maintenance things. So yeah, I definitely, at some point, a podcast. Go ahead i never lived, listened to a podcast before, so because <laughs> <No, we're laughs> <'cause> you, <laughs> you said that about a podcast, I started listening to a home inspection podcast, and one of the things they said is, no one ever expects you to get somebody as good as you. Almost every t- inspection podcast came up about that, and at what point do you bring the next guy in? And you really have started, my, my wheels really starting to turn from our conversation the other day that... What's gonna be my number where, my tipping point? Where is it gonna be that I gotta bring in the help? And at a certain point, I'm probably getting close to that point. If I can get a constant feed feed of leads, mm-hmm. I can probably move take myself to the next level. And I, I, I definitely have to work on getting to that level without swamping myself too, too far.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a whole nother complexity when you bring on employees, right? Because you have to either, unless you make them 1099.
1: Worker's comp, everything.
0: It's a a pain, right? So, I mean, that's one thing to consider. So you should consider another, a third of it is expenses. Mm -hmm. Right. So having another employee for taxes and things like that. If they're an employee, if they're a 1099 contractor working under you, you know, you would have to train them, right? Mm and make them so they understand, this is what I look for and everyone. This is the operational list that you need to follow when you do an inspection under my name. Yeah, right? I'm holding the liability insurance. I'm holding the mm-hmm. all of the other coverages so that we're all covered. And you don't need to open up a drop of uh, a plate and you don't have to take the risk. I already have a business started and a, a flow of, pay, of clients you want to be a part of this business uses what this is my process I
1: work right yeah so um, I gotta I gotta got do a little bit more homework on looking into the hashtags that's gonna be big I think
0: yeah I mean that's that's what I would tell you for you is and I, I always call it it's kind of simplified but call it building a persona right um, uh, you know you're building who your ideal customer is right so it's it's, pay, it's person X, right? Person X, and there might be multiple ones, right? There could be, like you said, a lawyer, a mortgage company, um, a real estate broker, an investor, right? And yeah. you're building those four-
1: All those type of things. Who else? An accountant, sometimes you, you end up getting, because when you're handling money, who do you ask? Oh, let me ask my accountant, who do they suggest? So every once in a while, you get something from- Wow, uh, so you've gotten a couple
0: leads from accountants? Yeah. So that's another person to add to your in list. Put a list in the audience of who you should target, mm-hmm. right? So you know, let's. Where does this person do their due diligence? Do they only online, or is it word of mouth? Mm-hmm. Right. You should write a line for that. And then, um, where do they do? Where do they um, do their shopping? Is it all online, or is it again? Do they make a phone call? Right. So. Is, is it going to be who of you to say, "Hey, I'm"? You go to every real estate agent in, in Whitestone and say, "Hey, I'm um, Ed Chatterton from Inspector at Home Inspections. You know, I, I have a pretty good business here in the area. I'd love to introduce myself to all your agents. Can I do a uh, a lunch and learn or a, you know, um, you know, do you guys do an in-service day here where people bring in different vendors or do the networking events or anything like that?" You never know, right? So there's a way for you to get that business locked down, an entire brokerage,
1: yeah, um, potentially, right? No, I, I've heard of something like that online of people doing that. I never really considered doing it over here yet.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's something you have to weigh financially and whether or not it's the right decision for you yet to spend money on that. Yeah, um, you know, that's. But if it's if it's something where you say, hey. I can do 10 more inspections a year, 30 more inspections a year from this brokerage. I mean, you know the volume in your area. There's yeah. the house is moving.
1: Oh, there, some people want to waive the
0: inspection. So, <laughs> but... It, is it the best idea? No. But no. let's just say you, you increased 20% from doing that. That's a huge number for you.
1: No, that is. It, it's definitely something where I have to look. I might have to put a little bit more out to get a lot more back. A little bit right you're spending a little bit more let's say your breakfast in. how much is bagels it's, it's not, not it's, it's, it's not let's not say expensive. 100 bucks it's gonna cost yeah. you 100 bucks
0: and you get 20 new clients let's just say 20 new clients out of it right that's that's big and that's your pe- business every new person they bring in yeah that, that can be astronomical right every yeah. inspection and you could be like hey i need to bring somebody on now Mm-hmm. This one firm uses me for everything. And right, and then there'll be a point where you would be like, I have to bring somebody on because
1: I can't do them all. all no, time. I don't want to be turning away customers. And if you get too busy... Once you, get turned,
0: you, once you turn somebody away, they'll be me. like, ah, you know, he didn't answer the phone that time or he didn't call me back. And then you can get a personal assistant for pretty cheap. You can get one like, um, you ever heard of Fiverr?
1: Um, yeah, the online thing.
0: Yeah, so you can get um, personal assistance through them where they would do all your booking or you can do it through an, an app, right, where they book you through an app. Some people just want to talk to other people, you know. Um, they want to talk to you. It's like, who are you? This is Ed, you know, from respect Ed Home Inspections. Um, Let's get on a call if you want. I will to choose myself or I'll come to your office or, or whatever, you know, and people want to know who they're working with.
1: So, yeah. Like I do offer like, I've had a couple inspections where people will text versus call because they say the millennials don't like to talk to people. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten a couple where, because on my website it says call or text. And she's, right. one person said, I was so happy to see text because I really just wanted to get, book this and be done with it and move on. Right. You know, I really was just excited that you did text messaging. Uh,
0: so, I, I got a client a, from it. That's a good one, right? Because the more and more millennials are going to be just- bosses, right? So, they're going to be like, I did my research online. I found this inspector. And you know what I liked about him? That he was able to receive my text messages rather than, <laughs> than me picking the phone and talking to him, but I didn't want to talk to him, right? Like, so what you could do, and this is a, an option, is you could give them a calendar link through the text message where they could book your open time. So here's my open slots on you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the day is. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, back and forth. They look at your calendar. They see you have an opening on Saturday morning. They book you. It's over. The process is done. You just shorten the sales cycle by one step.
1: No, this, this, I, I have considered a little bit of the scheduling, but I haven't gone too far just because being I'm still a full-time electrician and that it sometimes gets very hard with the juggle. And uh, with kids and everything else, the schedule oh, flexing all the time. And to have it locked in time is very – I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that, but it, that is one of the next steps to – being online and ready for, for any, everything that's coming through the door. I can show you how to do
0: that, it's not hard at all.
1: Okay, Maybe, I'd, I'd appreciate that. No problem. Um, and then
0: I guess the last thing would be the, the, the profits and, and the financial, obviously you're doing pretty well with this and um, you've been doing it for, for 10 years. Um, what Were there any challenges that you faced on the financial side or the profit side that, that was oh. an early learning curve for you?
1: Oh, I would say definitely. Part of it is cost of running a business is expensive. And if you don't have enough clients coming in, there was multiple times in the beginning where I took money out of my own accounts in order to to pay to keep the company open. And it's nice at this point where I'm not taking money out of my checking or my savings account uh, to pay the business insurance or this. So that there's definitely startup costs are very... Inspections isn't as high as some businesses to start because you don't need a ton, a ton of tools. You need a good amount of knowledge, but it's the, the cost definitely uh, starting a business. You have to consider that you need to have some backup and you're gonna have to invest some of your own money into the, into the company in order to be successful. Or yeah. you're gonna close up like a lot of companies do in the first year or two.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing is uh, understanding not to go crazy. Spending money in the oh definitely
1: you 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 could spend five ten fifty thousand dollars on an infrared camera. You unless somebody's going to pay you for the value of that usage, uh, it's it's not something that is going to be beneficial to you.
0: So in layman's terms, that's called return on investment or ROI or return Mm -hmm. on asset ROA. Mm -hmm. So basically, you have this fixed cost. You say thirty thousand dollars for infrared camera, right? yeah how so you need to do how many home inspections to equal the cost of that infrared camera and that's, that's, that's a not a e-
1: number that's a lot of a lot of inspections right that's not cost.
0: your cost to run the business so there's a small percentage you take let's say a thousand dollars per inspection it costs you um thirty thousand dollars to buy this camera and you know you need gas you need a camera you need all whatever else right so you have these fixed costs to go out there and do it and now that's taking out of your margin now the margins are probably pretty high compared on your cost of goods and and or you know the cost of your actual doing inspection so you need to do how many inspections to equal the cost cost of that asset that's you know big numbers yeah so that's another thing I would say people are, and then if you take out debt, rather than doing it with cash, you have to pay the interest on it. Understand that interest and get added on to it too. So, you know, I'm very, I'm not being cautious, overly cautious. I'm just advising people that there's a lot of costs, like you said, that can add up quickly and you need to be very careful. And if it means starting slow to get there, you do that. If you have to go all in, then you need to have the money saved up or take a loan out from the bank to do it to live on for the first two years or whatever, three years to get going. Have your expenses minimized as much as possible. Your home expenses, so you're not worrying about paying the bills and feeding your family every day. And then you go into it. You know, there's a great book by Adam Grant. Uh, I don't see it here.
1: When I first started, Paul, I actually uh, it, used to borrow
0: it. It's called Originals, and basically, he talks about when to uh, leave your your company to start your own business.
1: The Originals, yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'll put that on the read the reading list. Yeah,
0: and I'll put it in the blog in the post here when we okay. leave post. I, I'd
1: appreciate that. Yeah, one of the things you're saying is startup. When I first started, I didn't have all the tools right away, but I was able to connect with people that did have the tools that when I first got my first couple inspections, I might have to drive to two stops to pick up a moisture meter or this until I was able to build up enough revenue. Hey, you have an inspection today? Would you mind if I borrowed your moisture meter? And I drove over, borrowed it. You have to use your resources that you know. And I think that's very important in this business is use the resources and call people that you know, because they're gonna be the ones that can help you hundred percent.
0: So that's great, Eddie, and thanks for some of that insight. Um, you know, obviously being an entrepreneur is not easy and I think it takes a lot of patience and you're showing that patience with, with you know, scaling your business slowly and doing it at your pace. But you're getting close to that, that tipping point. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. So what, what helps you ring the bell every day and keep you going? What drives you, you know, everyone, you know, has different reasons, so
1: um with with the inspection part of my company part of it is just helping people the satisfaction when you tell people whether or not it's good or bad news you're helping their future their family i really compared to i hear so many horror stories that people don't uh get a good inspection most of my clients have thank you and praise you and say thank you for being so thorough thank you you went over and beyond. And when you, when you get that, that's very gratifying to come back. And uh, Sunday mornings, maybe I'll be out for an inspection, but I'll tell the kids, I was out helping somebody. And I really feel that I'm trying to help somebody and educate them at the same time as letting them know, Hey, these are some of the things that are upcoming costs. Some are coming forward. And yes, I might take some time away from my family in order to make a living, but, at the same time I also feel I'm helping people um, learn about their properties and learn whether or not this should be something that they should be considering or not considering
0: right well, that's great that's exactly why I do this too because I really do love helping people I mean uh, it's the medic in me ultimately right I like to help people <laughs> I mean guys if I sewed up for free on the sideline or hey, come help me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know you know, I fixed somebody's nose or something like that, so it's not as bad as mine. You know, things like that. But at the end of the day, that's exactly why you're in business, and that's why I'm in business. So, yeah. Eddie, thanks a lot for your time today. And uh, I'll we'll have a link to Eddie's uh, website and to his social media in the in the post. Um, and then we'll we'll put all the information out uh, on the socials and interwebs when we're done posting it. So, Eddie, thanks a lot for your time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Paul, for having me. And thanks for some of those insights. I got to do a little more homework.
0: But oh, we'll talk. Okay. Thank
1: you. I look forward to it.
0: All right. Cheers. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to Inspector Ed's Home Inspections and I speak about his business and how we can help him. So, you know, at the end of the day, Eddie's actually started to improve already with his social media and he uh, has improved his traffic to his site by 168% since our, our, our interview. So that's, I think that's great news. But So, you know, I think people ask as well... What, what do you really do, Paul? You know, what is RTB? Well, RTB is, is a mindset, right? It's about going out there every day and, and ringing the bell. But it also is sales and marketing consulting, right? It's what I'm good at. It's what I've, I've done for the last 22 years. And then leadership, right? So I've led large teams, whether in in business or in sports or in the military. So for me, leading... And then also helping people with their sales and marketing is is really what I enjoy doing. So if you need any help and you want to learn more, stop by the website. But I'd also appreciate if you could subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and or write a review because the only way I'm going to get better is if you tell me what I need to get better or what you want to hear. If there's any content you want to hear as well, let me know. I'm out here for you. So thanks a lot, everybody. Stay strong. Make sure you ring the bell every day. Have a good day. Carry on. Cheers.